Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Today, we are talking more money, less hustle. More money, less hustle. This is the, uh, the path to becoming a seven-figure agent. We've got a seven-figure agent here, Jess Lenovelle. Jess, you're one of our favorite guests we have on this podcast too, because like you just, I love your energy every time you're here. And we're the what I just said. That's the name of your book, right? It is. Yeah. All right. So we, you, your book hadn't come out last time you were here. Um, I re- mainly want to talk about your book and what's in it and the path to becoming a seven-figure agent. We could talk about the fact that you now live in the Bahamas and mm-hmm. your husband's on, a, on an airplane flight to buy cat food, but that's a whole separate conversation probably. <laughs> okay. well, t- so tell us about the book. How, yeah. How, okay. So, you know, I was never that person who was like excited, who like, were like kind of aspired to write a book. It wasn't something that was, that I even really thought was a thing. Um, but uh, yeah, the more I had talked to agents and the more that like, Agents love to consume information and they love to read business books. And I was like, there's so many business books out there that are like still in like in that, like crushing it, like hustle for success, like era, which I believe that we've passed. And so it was really one of those things after having so many conversations with people, I was like, well, if someone else isn't going to write it, I guess I have to. Um, and so, yeah, the book was born. I, um, I dictated most of it. So it sounds a lot like me because I didn't sit down and like formally write it. I'm more just sort of like chatted about what I wanted to talk about. And then we cleaned it up. I love it. So, yeah. And, and so let's start first with that, that premise where you said, you think we've passed because like that whole grind out more hustle, more everything. So, so what do you mean by you think we've passed that? Um, I think that like we've, I think that it's no longer sexy or trendy. I think that um, there's a tremendous number of burnt out agents out there that did it or who started feeling really bad about themselves because they couldn't do it. And I think that we're, we've moved into the cliched, like smarter, not harder. Is it cliche yeah. though? I mean, it's cliched, but like in your book, you actually give, cause we've talked, I know you have different pillars and we can cover some of them, but yeah. I mean, you act, it's cliched only if you don't have actual strategies to get there and it, and it works. I mean, you now you've, you've lived, you're living proof that yeah. you can work smarter, not harder. And make six figures, make seven figures working less. hundred percent. And, and, you know, I think that there's what people are not, have stopped realize or, or have started to realize is that we live in a really great time for this. You know, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, they didn't have the technology we have today. They didn't have the internet the way that we have it today. They didn't have, they didn't have the opportunity for leverage and scale. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the things had to be done manually back then. And so their, their ability to scale and be as profitable wasn't, the opportunity wasn't as, as, you know, robust as it is now. Whereas like now we have, you know, tons of software that can, you know, for 500 bucks do what we used to pay someone $30,000 a year to do. And 
we're able to create more value in less time with more automation. And yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm so excited about everything that's happening. I'm building out, uh, I'm, I'm building out a piece of tech right now. I've got, right. um, I am, I'm, it's a little early to talk about it, but, but I'm also like, I'm also, um, I'm in the process of building out a real estate agent and team focused VA agency, like, the, like where your VAs are fully trained and they come to you like fully trained on all of our systems and all of our automations. And, and I think that there's just this incredible opportunity now to do so much more for our clients, have such a bigger business with a bigger lifestyle and so much more spaciousness than we used to be able to have. And um, that's really what this book is about. Nobody got into real estate because they believed that they were put on this planet or put on this earth and born to sell real estate. Real estate is the vehicle for those other things that you were put here for. So, you know, it's, uh, and, and people get lost in the business. They, you know, the, the number one regret that people have at the end of their lives is that they work too much. And they didn't spend enough time with friends and family and doing the things that they really love. And that's what this book is all about. It's about, you know, building the business so that you get to have both and not have that huge regret at the end of your days. I love, I love it. I mean, and that is so true. You, you never hear anyone, you know, an older agent or someone who's retiring saying, man, I wish I would have sold a couple more houses. Yeah. It's, it's never, but yet you have that push and pull because we have to sell houses. We have to make money to yeah. support our family and do whatever, you know, your goals are. So, um, you are a coach and that's actually how I met you as one of your students mm -hmm. in the listings lab, um, is the one who introduced us it, and you have a fantastic program is the book kind of like a, like a gateway entry point to everything you talk about in your program. Is it separate? Mm -hmm. Does it overlap? How, how does it connect to what you teach? I mean, it's, if I could, I, I could, there's no way that I could put everything that I teach into a book, but the book is the foundational strategies and principles. We actually, with the book, if you, if you buy the book, you also get access to what we call the seven figure starter kit. We actually put together a free course that has a lessons on each individual pillar so that you get more than just the book. Because I wanted people to actually have tangible things that they could work on and next steps for, you know, okay, here's the, here's the what and the why. And then we wanted to give them also some of the how. I love it. So, so give, give a little, um, I know it's probably hard to give it, to take a book and break it down, but like a little teaser, what are some of the things that people will learn in it? And then I've got some questions about uh, yeah. So, so the book I've got it here, I'm just literally going to walk through like the beginning of it. Um, so there's a lot of personal story in here. So you'll get to kind of hear why I teach the, the, the things that I teach and where they really came from. Um, and we break the book down into seven pillars. So the way that we, we kind of talk about it, it's the seven pillars to seven figures. And it's marketing mindset, clients and signature system, or like delivery, um, sales conversations, operations, team hiring and leadership. And then the seventh pillar is visioning. And I left the visioning to the last chapter, even though it's the first thing that you should do, because I wanted it to be, um, I wanted it to be something that was, that, that we left people with and that they realized was probably the most important thing. Um, I think that what ends up happening so often is people are chasing the next deal or they're chasing the next quarter. 
And they end up five years down the road in this situation where they're like, I don't know how I ended up here, but I have a business that I hate and my life isn't what I expected. So it's actually the most important step, whether you're a new agent or whether you're like, you're just doing strategic planning is I want to know where you want to be five and 10 years from now so that I can help you reverse engineer that. And every single decision and everything that you do and how you build your team and how you lead generate and every single thing that you build in your business is going to be built in a specific intentional way to get you there. And I mean, I live in the Bahamas and I live on like a small island in the Bahamas and I can look to my right and I I can see a pool and an ocean and cabanas and like, this is what I wanted. And, and you didn't always live there though. This is new. I mean, this is like yeah. you, you sat out and how, and it was years of strategic planning or how long did it take before you decided I'm going to build a business that'll allow me to go be remote? Well, I mean, it was, it was always in the cards, but again, like everyone else, I got lost along the way in the beginning, right? It was one of those things. The first time I hit seven figures as an, as an agent, I did it alone and it was awful, People were like, oh my gosh, she's so successful. She came out of nowhere. Like, who is this person? And I was miserable. My phone would ring and I would cry. I would hand it to my husband and tell him that he needed to answer the phone because I did not have another conversation in me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was too much. And so I think that a lot of people, they romanticize this idea of seven figures, but it has to be done a specific way. And I am a big proponent and teacher of like, go for the seven figures. I don't want you to tell me that you want to make 500,000 or 400,000 because that's actually the most painful part of your business. You know, you're successful, but you're still wearing most of the hats. Ah. So what I would rather is like, let's shoot for the seven figures, be highly leveraged and work an hour a day if you want to, or two hours a day if you want to. Let's build your ideal calendar and build the business behind it so that you have the freedom. And in my opinion, freedom is money is is one part of it. It's It's a combination between liquidity and money and, um, and spaciousness and time. Hmm. There's a lot of very wealthy people out there who don't get to enjoy it because they are so tied down to their business and they haven't built their business in a way that actually allows them to have why people got into real estate. And I would say 99% of people get into real estate for unlimited income potential, um, being able to set their own schedule and wanting to help people. And most agents never get there. They never actually hit that trifecta because um, they become the limiting factor in their business. And yeah. T- tell me more about that. What, what do you mean by they become the limiting factor in their business? They become the bottleneck because they're not, they're not leveraged. They don't have automation in their business. They're not running a real business. They're running a successful hustle. And so often what ends up happening is they become they, they are the business and the business is them. And when that happens, you lose the ability for the space, for the money, for the time, for all of that, so that you can use real estate as the vehicle, which is, in my opinion, the way that it's intended. It's not to live and breathe and only sell real estate so that your kids don't know what you look like, not on the phone. 
it's so, and, and, and we hear it a lot, right? Like, you know, I, I start my, the, the entire book is started with something that we call the spaghetti incident. It's the very first chapter, it's introduction, the spaghetti incident. And it was my like defining moment of, oh, you're doing this wrong. Mm. And like, you're going to lose the things that are the most important to you if you don't change the model of your business. And so again, it really comes down to like, I can look at your calendar and I can see what's important to you. I don't care what you tell me is important to you. And I don't care if you tell me that your why is your family or your why is your children or all of these things, show me your calendar and I can tell you what actually you're prioritizing. Hmm. And so often people justify working 12 hours a day and not being efficient in their business and doing everything themselves for their kids. When, you know, when your kids grow up, they're going to tell you that they just wish they had more time with you. So I think you're probably hitting home for, for a lot of people. Um, and it's interesting that you live through this yourself. So probably one of the biggest challenges I imagine would be making that shift, making that mindset, embracing it. But once someone comes to the point where they're ready to make that shift, I mean, how long does it take? Does it take years to restructure your business? Is it faster? What, what's, what's that look like? It depends on the person and it depends on what kind of a mess we're cleaning up. Um, but uh, for the most part, it can be done in six months. It's just, you have to hold very strong boundaries. And, and a lot of it is just reconditioning. It's, you know, you're used to having no boundaries and answering your phone at dinner and, you know, all of those things. And it's retraining yourself, retraining your team and getting the actual foundations of the business properly set up. You know, even just from a basic, basic level, most agents consider 100% of their commission to be personal income, which is not a business. Right. And, and so again, it's setting everything up right from the foundations, how your email is set up, how your calendar is set up, how your team is set up, how the operations of your, of your business are set up, how your bank accounts are set up. Absolutely. Everything ties into this. Are you re really running a real business? Are you, are you creating something that is scalable and is there a path out of production? or a path at least out of so much production. So the no, the first pillar that we talk about in the book is marketing, because if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. But from there, once you get the marketing piece set up and automated, and you have a consistent stream of predictable business coming in, then everything else that follows is needs to be built on attraction, efficient delivery, so that every single person who works with you or works with your team has a consistent experience. And then actually operationalizing everything that doesn't have to be done by a human. So Tim Ferriss, who wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, um, he teaches eliminate, automate, outsource. And we do the same. So we look at every single thing that like every single task, can it be eliminated? Can it be automated? Can it be outsourced? Outsource is the last, is the last option again, because otherwise there's, if you follow like the older MREA model, as an example, you know, they teach that once you hit the bottom, once you become the bottleneck, then you hire, but that is from an older, an older school model where we didn't have tech. And that made sense before we had softwares that do 
things for us. So we always want to look at, you know, can it be automated before it can be outsourced so that you're not paying someone $20 an hour to push a button that a piece of software can do for 20 bucks a month. And it sounds like you're also setting up some of these systems a little earlier on in the growth of someone's business. Like you don't wait until you get so much overflow that you can't handle it. That's where I find a lot of agents get stuck is when they do get some traction, then how do you change the engine of the car while the car's already running? Right. Like Mm. how do you, how do you move it? Well, I mean, it just, it, the way that I always look at it is especially like, let's say that like you are, you're running at 80, 80 miles an hour, right. For a little short period of time, you're going to have to run at a hundred. And we're because because there is going to be a little bit of extra work so that you can you go 100 miles an hour for a couple of months and then you get to go 80 miles an hour with your foot off the gas. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird analogy to use, but, you know, it you have a choice between being in pain or being like in the hustle and you having to turn the wheel or crank the crank the wheel of your business every single day. Um, forever or for 30 years, or we can work a little bit harder to set all the foundations, get the business model running um, so that you don't have to crank the wheel and it continues. So it's basically like short-term pain for long-term gain. Uh, Absolutely. And is it, when someone goes through and starts reading, they're reading your book, does this give them a framework for where to start looking at in their business? Like, what do I need to to change? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go through exactly what needs to shift. There's good, there's actually an audit that we provide in the seven figure starter kit separately. I, I give them like the spreadsheet that I use internally with my team. It's super basic, but not only how to do the audit, how to interpret the audit and how to step-by-step remove things from like from their actual, like from the, from their, from their plate. I love it. And when you talk about setting up just like, like from bank accounts and calendars, like how does someone set up their calendar? I mean, is that something that's easy to explain or is that a more complicated? Yeah. Thing? I mean, there's so, so, you know, if I have my calendar open, I have like my appointments, my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have a little button that says Jess's ideal calendar. And I can click on that and it will open up and it'll show me if I'm, if I'm following my own boundaries. Mm. So I only take calls on Mondays and Thursdays. So it's Thursday and I am here. Um, if this if this was a Tuesday, I would not. <laughs> so like there's, you know, I have certain things that I do at certain times. And I also, I have business play booked into my calendar where like all I do is I get to sit with a whiteboard and like music on and I get to jam. And like, that's where the best stuff comes from. It doesn't come from me having a 15 minute window in the middle of my schedule to like think about something or to come up with something, you know? And I think that um, I got, I, I have a friend who sent out an email the other day that was, it was with, it started with a quote from Dan, Dan Sullivan that said, entrepreneurs are too tightly scheduled. Entrepreneurs who are too tightly scheduled cannot be transformed. And I think that that is so true that when, and, and, and even just in terms of like the way that you want to think about, like, why would I pay someone $30 to do this thing that I can do? Well, if your time is worth a thousand dollars an hour and you spend an hour doing this $30 job, you're actually losing $970 or you spent 30, like, would you, or would you pay someone $30 
to spend an hour watching your kid's soccer game. Right. So again, it's, it's, it's this constant trade-off of, you know, how are you that, like, what are you valuing more? And so many agents make the mistake of valuing money over time and it keeps them small. And when you think like a small business, you build a small business. And when you think like a big business, you build a big business. I love it. And it, it obviously depends on people's goals, but it, yeah. it, the most agents I talk to do have the goals that you're describing, right? I mean, yeah. that, that is, that's why we get into the business, into this business. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's why um, I had this conversation literally with someone yesterday about this. <laughs> so, so if you are obviously get the book, read it, it'll give you the audit. You can start there. What are some other things that agents should be, should be looking at in their own business? Like where, how does someone, once you get this awareness, I don't think it's like mm. you just have the light bulb and then you're, 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 you're saved. Like what, what do you, is it, is it a, something you have to come back to multiple times? I think that, um, I wrote the book so that it wasn't like, it wasn't going to be a, like a, like no one was going to finish it. We all have those business books that are so dense and so heavy that you read like three chapters and then you like put it away because it's too much. Um, everything in there is very actionable, but I would suggest actually read it twice, read it once and then go through it and go slow. Uh, because I think the first time through will kind of transform the way you think. And then the second time through, you can actually just, you can actually start picking things off and actually making some transformation. Um, but again, if, if you don't, it, it really, it all starts with the vision. If you don't know exactly what you're building and why it's going to be very difficult to build it because you're going to get, that's where shiny object syndrome comes in because people aren't super, super clear. Is this going to get me closer to my vision or is this a distraction? And so often what ends up happening is people don't know. So they grab at a million different things because all they're thinking about is I want more business. I want more deals. And the number one thing that people tell me is I, I need more leads. And I'm like, do you need more leads or do you need more clients? Because they're not the same thing. And they'll say, well, I need more clients, but isn't, but don't more leads mean more clients? I'm like, not necessarily, you know, I, I think that really being able to look at your business strategically and dissect the business and looking at it as a business owner and looking at each individual piece and the, you know, for the, to use the cliche, the, you, you want to find the, the small hinges that are going to swing big doors and do that over and over again. It just makes a massive difference in the way that you actually visualize the business and be super intentional. Don't let anything or anyone distract you from the vision of what you are building. And the one last thing that I just want to get in there, your why should be selfish. Tell me more way about that. too many people are like, my kids are my why my, this is my why my, like this other thing externally from me. Um, and I think that that is very, it, it happens a lot. Um, but I think it comes from a place of martyrdom. Mm. And if you are not every single day waking up and building something that you cannot wait to get to, you won't get there. What do you mean? And I think I know what you mean, but tell me a little more about it from a place of martyrdom. What do you mean by that? Well, so I think that what we do as, you know, because we're good people, good people have been taught 
that to be a good mother, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to martyr yourself or you have to live for your children. You have to, you know, in order to be a good person, you have, you can't be selfish. And I think selfishness um, and taking care of yourself first is the only way that you are going to actually be able to do all of those other things that you want to do and take care of all of those other people that you want to take care of. Be- mm. And again, the cliche, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup is very true. And um, for a long time, I didn't move here because I felt guilty about leaving my mom. And I, for years and years, and there, I started resenting her and she didn't do anything wrong. This was my decision. And, you know, and, and then one day I woke up and I was like, oh, guess what? I get to be an amazing daughter and provide all of the best stuff for her and live my dreams. And if she wants to come here, I'll build her a house next to mine that she can come to whenever she wants. And me being the happiest version of me creates more happiness for everyone around me, more money, more, more everything. The number, I mean, just like you said at the beginning, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love talking to Jess. I love her energy. My energy is the way that it is because I'm super happy. And (laughs) if I wasn't living here and I wasn't super happy and I was living and making all of my decisions for like what was going to make me the best person to take care of everyone but myself, I wouldn't be this way. And so, yeah, just do, do the selfish things that are then going to allow you to be the best version of you so that it'll, it'll keep you getting up every day. I, I love it. I, I know we only have a couple minutes left. Yeah. Is there anything we didn't cover? Uh, anything you, you really want to make sure we get across? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's so many aspects to the business. It's easy to get overwhelmed with there's too much. So, you know, I really think that focus breeds excellence. And just one thing at a time, right? Even if you, you know, it doesn't matter if it's my book or if it's someone else's book. So many people, what they'll do is they'll buy a book or they'll read a hundred books a year. And I would rather you read one book and implemented everything in that book than read a hundred books. So, you know, I I really think that that's that's a a super important thing to remember is that information doesn't equal transformation. The only thing that is going to transform your business is like, yes, you start with the information, but you actually have to take action and make changes. And if you don't make changes, it doesn't matter how much information you consume. It all, all you're doing is you're actually just re like rewiring yourself to, I know everything, but I do nothing. Which is a terrible place to be. It's a terrible place to be yeah. because then you actually will stop believing in yourself and you'll start believing that like all you do is procrastinate. Interesting. Uh, where do people find the book? Where do people find out more on the coaching? Where, where, where's the best place to yeah, go? Yeah. Um, so the book is on Amazon, amazon.com, amazon.ca, Barnes and Noble. Um, you can find there. Um, there more money, is more money, less hustle. That's the name yes. of the book. More money, more less money, hustle. less hustle. Yeah. Um, and my website has just been kind of revamped. So, um, the listings lab.com. Awesome. We'll drop yeah. both of those in the show notes. Um, I, I just, I think this is, I really, I'd never thought of it in the context of 
we're kind of passing where it's cool to be that 24 seven grind every day, but look at the great resignation. Look at what's happening all over our yeah. society, not just in real estate. I, I, I think you're spot on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is fun. This is awesome. So much good stuff, Jess. We will have you back again. I'm sure there's more, plenty more we can unpack in the book. Awesome. This yeah. is nodding your head. I think we already have you scheduled for another time back on. So good, good to see you. Thanks guys. Bye right, guys. Have a great day. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.